Elon Musk has effectively went to war with the FBI on an information front by exposing the entire deep state plan in Twitter files number seven. We're going to dive right into those Twitter files in just a moment. Usually I'm pretty partisan, I'm conservative, I say it, my channel is Red Pill News, but I hope this message this evening will appeal to all Americans. We have a government violating our Constitution. It does not matter who you voted for, this should worry you. And the emails that are in the Twitter files are from FBI agents, and they clearly demonstrate that the FBI had ran a psychop on the American people and pressured Twitter employees to take down lots of information. Let's go ahead and dive straight in. I'm going to try to be as succinct as possible and to be as concise as possible and skip over some of the less relevant details. So I will skip tweets. The Twitter files, seven, part seven, the FBI and the Hunter Biden laptop. How the FBI and the intelligence community discredited factual information about Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings both after and before the New York Times Post revealed the contents of Biden's laptop on October 14, 2020. So the FBI had this laptop in 2019, and they knew about this way beforehand. That's some context. In Twitter file 6, they show the FBI sought to seek influence, exercise influence over Twitter. Twitter file 7, we present evidence pointing to an organized effort by representatives of the intelligence community aimed at senior executives at news and social media companies to discredit leaked information about Hunter Biden before and after it was published. The story begins in December of 2019 when a Delaware computer store owner named John Paul contacts the FBI about a laptop that the Hunter that Hunter Biden had left with him. On December 9, the FBI issues a subpoena and takes Hunter Biden's laptop. This is a whole 10 months before the election, close to 11 months before the election. They take Hunter's laptop from the store. By August 2020, this gentleman, the laptop store owner, had not heard back from the FBI eight months later, even though he had discovered evidence of criminal activity. And so he emails Rudy Giuliani, who was under FBI surveillance at the time. In early October, Giuliani gives it to the New York Post, early October 2020, right before the election. Shortly before 7 p.m. on October 13th, Hunter Biden's lawyer, George Messires, emails J.P. Mac Isaac. Thank you for speaking with me tonight. As I indicated, I'm a lawyer for Hunter Biden, and I appreciate you reviewing your records on this matter. So this email here, I think this email is to an agent. It'll, it'll say further on down the files. Yes, at 922, Special Agent Chan sends 10 documents to Twitter's then head of site integrity, Yoel Roth, through Teleporter, a one-way communication channel from the FBI to Twitter. Yoel Roth, I want to say quickly, this guy is an important figure in this. He was head of site integrity, and the FBI had a psychop against him that they primed him to think that stories like the Hunter Biden story uh, 
was Russian disinformation. They spent several months training Yoel Roth to think that something like this was going to happen. And they did so effectively. But this guy, Yoel Roth, he's going to be the scapegoat. Everybody's going to hate him. But he actually resisted these efforts and said, hey, we are independent. We are a private company. So he attempted to resist. Yes, this guy's a liberal. As far as I can tell, he might be a leftist, like a neo-liberal and not a classic liberal. But regardless, again, this is beyond political parties here. So yeah, they email Yoel Roth through teleporter. Heads up, I'll be sending you 10 documents. It's not spam. Please confirm receipt when you get it. Thanks. The next day, the 14th, this is three weeks before Election Day, maybe two and a half weeks, 2020. The New York Post runs this explosive story revealing the business dealings of President Joe Biden's son, Hunter. Every single fact in it was accurate. And yet, within hours, Twitter and other social media companies censor the New York Post article, preventing it from spreading, and more importantly, undermining the credibility, its credibility, the story, in the minds of many Americans. Why is that? What exactly happened? On December 2nd, Mac Taibbi described the debate inside Twitter over the decision to censor a wholly accurate article. Since then, we have discovered new info that points to an organized effort by the Intel community to influence Twitter and other platforms. Now, this 11th tweet here, I'm going to link this in the description of this video. You can go see this whole thread for yourself. But this video essentially says, this tweet says that Hunter had made millions for doing nothing. But I'm not going to attempt to prove that in this video. This is, video is about the censorship. And yet, during all of 2020, the FBI and other law enforcement agencies repeatedly primed Yoel Roth to dismiss reports of Hunter Biden's laptop as a Russian hack and leak operation. Again, Yoel Roth was head of site integrity. He got to decide a lot of censorship-related decisions, things that came before him. Okay, so here we have some files here. This is from a sworn declaration given by him in December of 2020. Since 2018, I've had regular meetings with the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, the Department of Homeland Security, the FBI, and industry peers regarding election security. This is a government document. This can be found. So this is not, you know, go look this up if you want, if you're skeptical. During these weekly meetings, the federal law enforcement agencies communicated that they expected a hack and leak operation by state actors it might occur in the period shortly before the 2020 presidential election, likely in October. I was told in these meetings that the intelligence community expected that individuals associated with political campaigns would be subject to hacking attacks and that material obtained through those hacking attacks would likely be disseminated over social media platforms, including Twitter. They told this guy exactly what would be coming and what he should do about it. They told him everything. These expectations of hack and leak operations were discussed through 2020. I learned in the meeting there were rumors of hack and leak operations that would involve Hunter Biden. While they couldn't be more obvious about this. So here's 13. This is, you know, Zuckerberg of the CEO of 
Facebook said, or you know, now Meta, the CEO of Meta, he said the same thing. He said that, you know, they came to me and said, you know, be on high lookout, be on alert, look out for this. So not only it's important to remember, this didn't only happen at Twitter. It didn't only happen, you know, at Facebook. This happened at big media companies. They also had intelligence officials go to these media companies and say, hey, this is fake. Look out for this. Here's an intelligence drop. And the media companies, you know, their money is news. So they were happy to drop these intelligence leaks. They were happy to do it, even though it was against the interest of the American people. Just a very sad story all around. So Zuckerberg said, you know, they told him, look out for it, look out for it. Uh, were the FBI warnings on a Russian hacking leak operation relating to Hunter Biden's based on any new intel? No, they weren't. Through our investigations, we did not see any similar competing intrusions to what had happened in 2016, admitted Agent Chan in November. So again, you know, go look at this. These are actual official documents. This is not some conspiracy theory. This is not fake. This is not made up. You need to look into this and be educated on this. So this was actually just earlier in late November where he's saying that, you know, this was not like 2016. There was no credible threat that we found. Uh, indeed, Twitter executives repeatedly reported very little Russian activity. And this is just to substantiate that. I'm not going to go through this whole email, but you can go read it. No Russian activity in 2020 that was substantial. Uh, Twitter had debunked false claims by a journalist of foreign influence on its platform. Yeah, the false claims. Yeah, so they, they actually debunked a lot of this stuff here and said it was not true whatsoever about massive high levels of a foreign government influencing. After FBI asked about a Washington Post story on alleged foreign influence in a pro-Trump tweet, Twitter's Roth says the article makes a lot of insinuations, but we saw no evidence that that was the case here. No evidence. It is not the first time that Twitter's Roth had pushed back against the FBI. In January 2020, he resisted... This is, this is huge. This one is huge. He resisted efforts to give data, to share data outside of a warrant process. They wanted information without a warrant, and this guy, again, I don't know his exact political affiliation, but most of Twitter employees at that time, and probably still are, are left-leaning, and this guy, you know, he did, he resisted, so that's say, honestly, it's a good thing. He's going to be the fall guy, and I'm not saying he's perfect, but he, he did, uh, he was under an immense amount of pressure, and he did, uh, you know, push back. We've seen a sustained... And if this is an email from one Twitter employee to Yoel Roth. So this is an internal email here, this 19th tweet, from one employee to another. We have seen a sustained, if uncoordinated, effort by the intelligence community to push us to share more info and change our API policies. They are probing and pushing everywhere they can, including by whispering to congressional staff. Time and again, FBI asked Twitter for evidence of foreign influence, and Twitter responds that they aren't finding anything worth reporting. We haven't yet identified anything that we typically refer to you, 
or even flag as interesting in the foreign influence context. Despite Twitter's pushback, the FBI repeatedly requests information from Twitter that Twitter had already made clear it would not share outside of normal legal channels. And again, I'm linking to this. You can read these emails. They're real. You'll be able to see them. Then in July 2020, the FBI's uh, Chan arranged for temporary top-secret security clearances for Twitter executives so the FBI can share information about threats to the upcoming election. So they even gave these Twitter employees top-secret security clearance, having them think that they're having you know this insightful national security info when the whole thing is a psychop. It's just a big psychop against the American public. Recently, Roth, and here is the guy. This is the, the on the right. He was the head of site integrity. He told someone that he was primed to think about this was going to come from APT28 before the laptop came out. So the psychop against him, they had him believe it was a specific group that was actually going to be releasing this info, and they had a specific characteristics. So they had worked on his mind for months, if not years. So we keep looking here. Uh, in August 2020, Chan asked Twitter, does anybody there have top secret clearance? When someone mentioned Jim Baker, he said, I don't know how I forgot him. An odd claim, given Chan's job to, is to monitor Twitter, not to mention that they work together at the Bureau. Who is Jim Baker? He is the former general counsel of the FBI and one of the most powerful men in the U.S. intel community. Baker has moved in and out of government for 30 years, serving stints at CNN, Bridgewater, and Brookings. As general counsel of the FBI, Baker played a central role in making the case internally for an investigation of Trump. That's right. You had at Twitter an, a very powerful FBI employee who's anti-Trump who made the case to investigate Trump. And this guy, here he is, just working at Twitter and probably had to do with this suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop story. So as we continue, we're nearly to the end here. Baker wasn't only the senior, wasn't the only senior FBI executive involved. There was actually uh, quite a few people, and there were so many uh, they called they started a group and called them Buh Alumni, and they created their own Slack channel and a crib sheet to onboard new FBI arrivals at Twitter. Efforts continued to influence Twitter Yoles Roth in September 2020. Roth participated in an Aspen Institute tabletop exercise on a potential hack and dump. So they have him doing exercises to prepare. They had him like so primed and ready. The organizer was Vivian Schiller, the former CEO of NPR, of course, former head of news at Twitter, former general manager at New York Times, former chief digital officer at NBC. So they had all these people in news there working on this event that was just priming them for censorship. And uh, there you have it. This is the first uh, response there. But that is it. That is the story. And, you know, s stating that Musk has went to war with the Bureau, he's simply putting all their information out about this happening. And uh, I, I think we got to pray for Elon Musk, pray for this country. And again, all Americans should be concerned about this. 
I'll keep you updated with the future Twitter files. If you enjoy this video, hit the thumbs up, subscribe, and I'll be back again soon.